Abundance of love, abundance of grace. Now to that cross, you took my place. Oh God, you paid my ransom. My ransom. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. But if you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I'm going to read verse 9. As you're finding 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I want to remind you our book of the month this month is what? Matthew. Matthew. The Gospel according to St. Matthew. It's the first gospel. You open up the New Testament, it is the first book in the New Testament, and it focuses on the real life of Jesus Christ. And I want you to read uh, Matthew this month, read some of it, get into it, let it get into you. God is going to bless you for reading his word. But if you found uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, say, I found it. All right. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Now, I want to read that in a more modern translation for you. In a New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, For there is a wide open door for a great work here. And many people are responding. But there are many who oppose me. I want to preach to you from a sermon titled, The Door is Wide Open. Say, wide open. Pray with me. God, thank you for giving us a wide open door. God, thank you for allowing us to come in through the door, which is your son. And God, I pray now in Jesus' name that you would anoint my mouth and my mind. God, I pray that you would clear my head of anything that would distract and let me say only the things that would be sound doctrine. God, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross and speak to your people now from your word by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. The door is wide open. I For those of y'all that know me, you know that me and my boys, we eat out every day. I typically eat out twice a day. I thank God that, you know, now that school's back in, at least Seth can get some lunch. Uh, But I, we eat out every night, and a lot of times we eat out late because my schedule, I work outside the church. I've always been a bivocational pastor. Some people appreciate the fact that I don't strain the church. Some people appreciate the fact that uh, I haven't had a raise since 2006, that's 14 years. I'm actually making less money now than I was making then because we took a decrease in pay uh, when, when uh, uh, we moved over here and the church became smaller. But uh, some people appreciate the fact that I sub, uh, uh, support my livelihood with outside work. Other people are like, oh, the pastor shouldn't be working outside the church. Well, I tell you what, if you don't want me to work outside the church, you triple your giving. And I'll take a raise. Uh, but uh, because I have so, so many things going on, sometimes we eat late. And the door is not always wide open at restaurants. But I thank God some of y'all don't have this option. I've got two great sons. I've got two very helpful sons. And if it looks like they may or may not be closed, uh, what, what, what joy do you get to do out of life, Seth? That's a, get out this car, boy, go check that handle, see if they're open. And look on the door and tell me what time they close, because you know if it's 8.55 and they close at 9, you might not want to do that depending on the restaurant. Uh, you might get more than the food on your plate. 
But I'm going to tell you what, if, if it's 842 and they close at 9, I'm all in times a thousand. Because I know as an owner, that owner wants it. We, we went up to Mellow Mushroom the other night. It was 842 and they were closing at 9. Uh, or it was 942 and they were closing at 10. We, we had 18 minutes. And, and the kids were like, Dad, they're, they're getting, they was already putting chairs on top of tables. I'm like, the, 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 the dude that owns this wants us going up in there spending this 50 bucks right now. I promise you that. Um, but many times the door is closed. So sometimes the door is open, sometimes the door is closed. Do you get that? I want to tell you something. When it comes to ministry, when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to your approach to God, I've got great news for you today. Hear me well. The door is wide open. If you want to talk to God, His door is wide open. If you want to serve God, the door is wide open. If you want to worship God, the door, God keeps an open door policy. And I believe that most people who truly are saved, listen, want to serve the Lord. Paul is telling people, look, he says there is a wide open door for a great work here. I wish that was on the screen so you could see there's a comma right there because I tell you all the time to pay attention to the punctuation. Slow your reading down, take it in bite-sized pieces so you can digest it and understand it. He said that there, 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 there's, a, there's an opportunity. There, there's a wide open door for a great work here. We got a real opportunity to do something great. And I want to tell you something. What was then still is now. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever and His ways never change. And just as there was a great opportunity and the door was wide open to do a great work in the first century, there's still a wide open door and a great opportunity to do a great work for God in Jacksonville, Florida in September of 2020. I wish three people believed what I was telling them. People who are saved, they want to live for the Lord. Here's a hint for you. You want to know if you're saved? Do you want to do right? Do you want to live right, act right, be right, serve right, give right? Do you want to become better? Do you want to become the man or the woman that God wants you to be? Because if you're like, not really. Newsflash. Tell it to you the way, you, the way they used to say it in big cities. Uh, where, where, the, where the paper boy was standing on the corner waving the paper. Extra, extra, read all about it. Get your daily news Fred off, fresh off the hot press. Extra, I got an extra, extra for you. If you don't want to love God, if you don't want to serve God, if you're not willing to become who God wants you to be, I got a hot news flash for you right now. You ain't saved at all, not a little bit. Hell will be your portion if you don't repent and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's not popular preaching, but that's the real. If you read Matthew at all, if you even got through a few chapters of Matthew this first six days in reading, you found out that from that time forward, Jesus began to preach what? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And that's still the message of today, but the open door is still there too. Paul said there's a wide open door for us to do a great work. Listen, here. Say here. There's a wide open door. And, and, and I want you to understand, here, when you say here, guess where here is? It's here, wherever you are. When, when you're in your home and you say, there's a wide open door for me to do a great work for God, here. Yes, it is, because that's what the Bible says. When you're in your car and you say, there's a wide open door for me to do a great work, here. 
Yes, it is, because that's what the Bible says. When you go to work and you say there is a, a, a wide open door and a great opportunity for me to do a great work for God here, here is always wherever you are at the time. And here indicates present tense. Some people used to believe God was going to allow them to do something great back then. Some people believe God's going to allow them to do something great in the future. But here is a right now word, and God is a right now God, and we've got a great opportunity to do a great work here right now. This is the word of the Lord. But he goes on to say there is a wide open door for a great work here, and many people are responding. I want to tell you something. When God is moving, people are responding. When God is moving, people are responding. Now, here's the thing. It ain't always the way we want it, and it ain't always the way we see it. There are people, I, I remember, and, and, and there are people that can tell you, when we first started our church with 16 people 19 years ago, and a handful of children, uh, I used to thunder and preach. I used to preach salvation every Sunday and just just drive it home, have an invitation. If nobody came, the invitation kept going. If nobody came, the invitation kept going. If nobody came, I came down off stage and I told them, Jesus is calling you today. And, you, and, and I, I just, I urged, begged, manipulated, drug out the service until somebody come forward to get saved. And if nobody came forward to get saved, I wouldn't even go home that afternoon. I'd go in my office and I would just cry for hours uh, because I wanted to see people get saved. But I, I realized that begging people to come down an aisle or pray a prayer that they may or may not mean doesn't necessarily get them saved. You got to want Jesus. You got to want Jesus for yourself. And I realized that people, because I wanted to see many people responding, but I've realized there are people that respond in different ways. Sometimes, like last week, I don't know how many of y'all saw it. Last week, we had four people come down this aisle and pray to get saved. Does anybody see that? Man, that's a lot of people responding based on the size of the crowd that, that, that is here. We, we see people getting baptized on the porch, and we celebrate that. We see people coming on a Saturday by, by, uh, to, to feed thousands. Uh, many people are responding to our food and clothing ministry. We, we, we had just a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the youth group was, was overrun, and I was concerned, did they have enough food for all them people that were responding? And many people are responding. We've got, I don't know, 40. You don't account on how many nations lately are, 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 are hitting the website? Got any idea how? 60 different nations around this world are responding to the sermons online and listening. Listen, we won't have 60 people in the room tonight at 6 o'clock. Make me wrong. We won't have 60 people in the room, but we got 60 different nations hitting our website listening to the messages online. I want to tell you something. Don't always count on what your eyes see. When it comes to the ministry God is doing at Abundant Life Christian Fellowship, many are responding. Can you be glad for that? He goes on, though, two sentences in this one verse. The second sentence says, but. Oh, but is what type of word grammatically? Got to be a conjunction, doesn't it? I hope so, but because I tell you, if it is definitely making a switch. 
It's definitely, listen, I said this, but listen, there's a change coming. Say change. He, he's saying, hey, we got, a, we got a wide open door for a great work here. There's ministry to be done, and many people are responding. That is the good news for any church that can say it. Oh, man, God's blessing. People are responding. Our food and clothing ministry is off the chain. We, we, got, we got people falling in love. Uh, we, we, we got John and Joyce scheduled to get married this year. We saw did y'all get married last year or this year? Got married, found love in the Lord's church, didn't know each other before they came to Abundant Life, found love in the Lord's church. We got couples falling in love, getting married. We got married folk falling deeper in love. We got single people falling deeper in love with God. Listen, lots of good things. Every church wants to be able to say that we got good stuff going on, and, and we certainly do have that. This second sentence, though, says, but there are many who oppose me. Paul said, man, we, we got a great opportunity for ministry here, and there's a wide open door of opportunity. And in the other translation I read, it says, we have many adversaries. And I want to tell you something. You, you, don't, you, you, you can't be at a church where, where four people walking out. Do you know there are over 10,000 churches in the state of Florida every year that don't have one single person come to Christ? That's a fact. And, and, and it's even worse than that. There's over 10,000 churches in the Southern Baptist Convention in the state of Florida that don't have one. I'm familiar with their statistics because I'm plugged into people that keep those statistics that don't have. Could you imagine being in a church that went 365 days of 52 weeks, 12 months, and not one person ever made a decision for Christ? You got to wonder what's going on at that point. Could you imagine being in a church that didn't feed one person in their community 52 weeks in a row? Do you realize the majority of churches in America don't even have a food ministry? That's what they need to do. They need to close that social club down and go to a church where, where there's a wide open door of opportunity and many people are responding. You can't come. Do you really believe, if you call yourself saved, you believe in God, you got to believe in the devil? Because God, God's book talks about the devil. If you believe in, in, in God's blessing, you got to believe that the devil's messy. Because that's, that's the story of the scripture. Jesus said that you will always um, have trials. You will always have struggle. That because there's a real God and there's a real devil. And anytime God is blessing, the devil is messing. Anytime God is doing something positive, the devil is trying to mess it up. And so you, we, we can't see people coming getting saved. We can't see thousands of people getting fed out of our food and clothing ministry. We can't see people growing in their faith. And I want to tell you something. That's the kind of growth that I want. I want to see people growing in their faith, but you can't see that in the natural. You can't see that with the naturalized. Uh, typically, I'd say that it, uh, don't say yes if you're, it's you because I don't want anybody to be proud. But I'm not saying it to be a, a proud way. I'm saying it to give glory to God. And I don't want you to raise your hand and lie. The Bible says you don't lie to man, you lie to the Holy Ghost. But if you have experienced any spiritual growth, if you have learned something, grown closer to God, if you believe that you have become, uh, you have had spiritual growth 
since you came into the ministry of this church, I just want you to put your hand up, clap your hands, say, I, I've, I've grown, I've responded, I've, I've seen something in here. Uh, listen, that's, you can't always see that. You can't come in this room and say, well, I thought many people were supposed to be responding. I don't see. Listen, you don't know what folk are doing. You, you, listen, you might see somebody doing some dirt out on 103rd Street. Or on Blanding. You, you might see somebody in leadership do, do, doing something that you don't agree with and, and think, well, they ain't growing. How do you know? Do you know if we put your five worst minutes on camera this, uh, just from this past month, any, any, anybody think you don't want that to happen? Well, you can put all my minutes on camera because I'm saved, sanctified, and fire-baptized in the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Healing the sick and, 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 and raising up the dead. Okay, well, let me hang out with you for three days. And, 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 and we'll find it. Listen, you can see what you see in your natural eye, but you don't know the tears they shed over that. You don't know the conviction the Holy Spirit has them on over that. You don't know the repentance they have over it. Well, if they was repenting, I think I would see it. If you were repenting, you might see it. Different message for a different time. I want to tell you something. When God is blessing, the devil is messing. And Paul said it then under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. We see it now. You don't see it at the same level I see it because you're not here all the time. You're not in the middle of it all the time. You don't get calls uh, all the time. You don't get emails and texts all the time. You don't see what's happening in everybody's life. But I'm going to tell you something. Many people are responding for the cause of Christ, and there is a whole lot of adversity. We can't have a multicultural church in a racist world without people being adverse to what we're doing. Some of y'all, listen, if some of y'all would tell the truth, if, if, if some of y'all white people would tell the truth, you got family members that have already asked you, why do you go to church with all of them? Black folk, don't, don't they say it, Jimmy? Uh, pe people in this neighborhood wonder, why them white people going to church with them black folk? And, and, and people of color know who them is uh, when, when that red, redneck says that. But if, if people of color in the room would be honest, uh, you got people in your family wondering, why are you up in there with white people? You can't find a good Baptist General Congregational Baptist Church to go to with a good Baptist pastor. Uh, who, mm, uh, ain't the Lord all right? <laughs> ain't the Lord. God is good all the time. You can't find a good church with an anointed pastor. You up in there listening to a Bible teaching white dude. We can y'all y'all don't want to talk about it. Y'all getting uncomfortable. Y'all getting tight in the backside. There are many adversaries. The one scripture said there are many who oppose us. You know why they oppose us? Because the devil ain't happy when God is having his way. And as long as we live in this world, if you're doing something right for God, there's gonna be a battle on. But I believe that people who are truly saved. They want to live for God. They want to serve God. Listen, even when it's not comfortable, even when they don't like what they see, even when they're mad at the preacher, 
even when they wish things were different than they are. Uh, the people who are truly saved, they want to serve God. They want to be who God wants them to be. And listen, I believe people who are truly saved want to be involved in doing something good for God. And we got a wide open door here, and we got an opportunity to do a great work here. But Psalm 100 verse 2 says this, Serve the Lord with gladness. Here's a Bible test for you. I'm going to ask, I'm going to read that verse again for you, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Here's the verse. Serve the Lord with gladness. Here's the question. How does God want you to serve him? With gladness. It didn't say with madness. Read the scripture for yourself. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Do you know if you could interview everybody who ever served God in a church, you'd find less gladness and more madness? Listen, if you're one of those people that's going to come up to me and say, well, Pastor, I'm just tired of being the only person that keeps the nursery, be ready for me to ask you, are you serving the Lord with gladness or is that madness? Are you serving the Lord with gladness or is that bitterness? Well, I'm just tired of being the most faithful person in my ministry and the only, I just think I'm the only one that's really, 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 really uh, following God at a high level uh, in the food and clothing ministry. Is, is that gladness I hear in your voice or is that bitterness I hear in your voice? Is, is that gladness I hear or is that judgment I hear? The scripture tells us to serve the Lord with gladness and here's what I want you to understand. Theologically, if God says serve him with gladness and you serve him in any other capacity, you are not serving properly. Well, y'all ought to just be glad I show up. Uh, no. No. You don't have to serve God. You don't have to be here. You don't have to be involved in ministry. But I believe if you save, you want to. Now, I understand it's frustrating. And I understand the more you love God, sometimes the more people frustrate you. Because you want to see folk love God. You want to see people inside your ministry be fired up. Here's the way to do it. Not by criticizing, not by condemning, not by stone casting, not by looking down your religious nose at them as if you're better than them. The way to do it is to fall so in love with God that you love serving God no matter if anybody else loves serving God or not. Put that out into uh, their, their vision and they will want to serve God the way you do. When people start coming up to you saying, I want what you got, then you're going to know you're on point and you're on target. But there's joy in serving the Lord. The reason why God says uh, that we should serve him with gladness is because there is joy in serving the Lord. If I had more time and enough honest people in the room, we could really talk about how maddening serving the Lord can be. I'll just have a conversation with, uh, with, with I'm in the front, Elder Keon's in the back. I'll just have a conversation across the top of all y'all, just as two elders in the church. Can, can serving the Lord get frustrating? Can, 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 can trying to love on people that just whack, just, can, 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 can that cause a, 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 little bit of, a little bit of mental irregularity? Yeah, absolutely, it, it can. But then you got to realize, when, when we get our mind right and we realize I'm doing this for God and not for anybody else, ain't it worth it after all? Amen. We just got to realize, listen, no matter how whack people are, we're not here for people. No matter how hard people are to minister to or do ministry with, we're here because of God. I wish I had three people that agreed with me this morning. There is joy in serving the Lord. Listen, hear it. When you're serving the Lord, 
See, some people aren't serving, and some people are serving, but they're not serving the Lord. They're serving the church. They're serving the pastor. They're serving their own need to feel good about what they do. But if, listen, if you will get your mind right and realize that God is worthy to be praised, God is worthy to be loved, God is worthy to be worshipped, God is worthy to be served all the time, and you do your service to Him, no matter if people are watching or not, you're going to find out this is joyful. we got to get to the place where we understand and where we live out what Dr. King said, and hear me well, I know how hard this is even in my own life. Dr. King said that real integrity is not measured by what you do in front of people. It's by what you do when nobody's watching. And how many of y'all know we, all, we come up short when nobody's watching? Oh, all the rest of y'all perfect. Y'all live great all the time. We got to get to the place where we are serving the Lord more than we are doing anything else. Because so many of us focus on our own lives all the time, but I want you to know that as you serve by God, as you live your life for God, as you allow God to flow through you, there is truth. When the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength, I want you to know the joy of the Lord can be your strength, but only if you get it right. Some people don't have joy in serving God. Some people don't have serve the Lord with gladness because they don't have it right up here and in here and we got to get our hearts and our minds together so that we say i'm gonna serve the lord uh come what may these people put it on their door knockers and on their doormats i just bought a new doormat uh at at home depot yesterday with no mask on they told me to wear a mask i told them no i told them i had a breathing situation oh okay 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 praise the lord they didn't say praise the lord they said all right do you and they said but please just maintain your social distancing i said i will uh, and, and then I thought in my mind, I, I, did not, I, I told the truth to that man. I do have a breathing situation. I likes to breathe. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I bought a doormat, and I thought about it when I picked my doormat out because um, that, that doormat is in front of my, my old house. It, 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 that's, I carried that to the last three houses, and it is shot out. It is curled up. It is warped, wrinkled, and folded over. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll spend this, you know, $19 on a doormat because it just looked better. Praise the Lord. I, they got $100 doormats in there. I'm going to tell you, you wipe your feet on a doormat. I don't wipe feet on a $100 bill. I might wipe feet on 1989 if I have to. But so I got my doormat, and I'm thinking, you know, if I was really religious, I would go online or I would go to the Christian bookstore, and I would get me one of those as for me and my house, we shall what? Hallelujah to all religious people in the world. Now, the verse ain't religious. The verse is spiritual. But if the only thing in your house looks like God, sounds like God, acts like God, is something you tell people to wipe the mud off their shoes on, some, cle- some verse that became a cliche, get your little door knocker. Choose what God's you will serve. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I got a doormat that says welcome on it. 
because I've realized this. I ain't grown as far as I want to grow in Christ, and I want to get better, and I want to become a better Christian. I want to become a better father. I want to become a better child of God. If I become a better preacher, that's awesome, but that ain't, you know, that ain't my goal. I want to become a better child of God more than I want to be a better pastor. I got a relationship with God that I got to work on. Uh, I want more of my house. I want to serve God beyond my doormat. Amen? And if we get our hearts and our minds right and we begin to serve God, there will become a strength to us that is God will give you the joy to serve him if you'll start serving. Now, here's the problem with that. It comes after. Say after. It comes after. Growth comes after effort. It's just like everybody in this room. Uh, man, I, I had some brothers help move some furniture, and by help, I mean, you know, they moved it. Didn't I grab a few things, Richard? Oh, and it tore my back up, too. But, I, but I'm going to tell you something. Listen, he don't do this to show off, but, you know, I dare you get to see this on a regular basis. I caught, every, I caught me and eyeballing your husband in the moving truck uh, the other day. Uh, Elder had on, he don't do this because he don't want to embarrass everybody. He had on no cut-off shirt. Big old slab of meat just hanging off his shoulder with muscles everywhere. And, and... And, and every only man, only man in the moving truck that had on no sleeves, and 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 you know, he's he, he wasn't the heaviest man in the room, but but he had the heaviest uh stuff hanging off his shoulders, uh, muscles everywhere. And people that go to the gym, like I don't go to the gym obviously because I'm comfortable with my fat, I made peace with my fat already. But I know people that go to the gym, they wish they had muscles. Can they get muscles in the gym, Elder? Can they get muscles just standing in the gym not doing nothing? Just don't work that way. The muscles come when? After the effort. And, and, and that's what people like. Man, I'd really love to have the joy of the Lord. I, I just want to feel the anointing of God. I want to feel a peace that passes understanding down in my heart. I just want to feel excited for God. Uh, yeah. And people that drive by the gym and look in there want to have muscles. But you got to do the work to get the result. It's like when I went in the Army. I hate running. I've been telling my son. And I, I, uh, he's, he's start, my son's going in the Marine Corps soon. And I told him, I said, man, you better get out there and start running because that running is no joke. I loved being in the Army. I thrived in the Army. I was successful in the Army. I was meritoriously promoted above my peers consistently in the Army. But I did not like running. And they told me, you know, keep running, you'll, get it. you, you, you'll, you'll develop a, a, a taste for it. Didn't happen for me. But I have understood that some things you have to do to get good at and some things you have to do to enjoy. Now, I don't understand these people. I see these people jogging down Blandy Boulevard in 100-degree heat, wearing a 45-pound weight vest on them, I'm thinking, you must hate yourself. <laughs> but the reality, I was hate myself if I tried to do that. They, they enjoy it. Because, you know, there are people, I don't know, don't take my word for it because I ain't an expert in it. But I, I, I'll, ask, I'll ask Elder Keon because I'm picking on him today. Do, do you think there, there are some people that enjoy going to work out? Just it's part of what they do and they like it? See, he loves it. Now, let me tell you something. Go work out with him one time. Here's a little news flash for you. You won't love it. 
But if you do it as much as he's done it, and you get the results that he's gotten from it, then you'll start to love it. Why? Because there's an energy in results. There, there's a joy, and if you begin to serve God, it's going to be difficult at first. You're going to fall flat on your face. You begin to serve God, and you get happy about it, that, that it's going to stretch you, it's going to strain you, it's going to cause you to think, man, this ain't as easy as I thought it was going to be. But when you begin to see some results, when you begin to see people around you change, when you begin to see you change, you're going to be like, oh, I'm digging this. I am liking this. Our opening text says there's a wide Open door for a great work here, and many people are responding. I want you to get involved in serving God through the ministry of this local church. God put churches in the earth to be the hands and feet of the Lord, to reach out and to touch people for His glory, and we have got an opportunity here for you. Now, I've talked to you in the past about the five purposes of the church and Christians individually and the church corporately, things that we need to spend our time, energy, and focus on. Worship, discipleship, fellowship, ministry, and evangelism. I'm not going to take time to talk to you about all five of those things, but I just want to pull out some truth about three of those things, fellowship, ministry, and evangelism that we need to focus on. Let me start with fellowship. Say fellowship. Fellowship is vital to the life of every Christian, but everybody don't like fellowship. Fellowship is designed by God. Fellowship, listen, it's doing life with other folk. Fellowship is letting other people get involved in who you are and what you're about. And there are a lot of people that are just, if, if they'd be honest, they would say, you know what? I'm good. What, what, what you think, Richard? Sometimes it's just easier to sit back and say, I don't need to know you. You don't need to know me. <laughs> Fellowship for certain people uh, it's, it's, not, it's not second nature for them. It's not comfortable for them. It's not easy for them to open up to other people. And, and listen, it ain't always easy to let other people open up to you. Because some folk will tell you everything. Some people just, and some people do it just because just they don't have better sense. Some people just get so fired up for God. I, I, I had to let Bliss know, let's don't share everything, Right? Uh, just for, so fired up for God, they just want to tell. I'm just so excited. Listen to what God. Uh, uh, okay, well, some some people, it's not always comfortable hearing everybody's everything, and sometimes it's not comfortable sharing your everything with everybody. But I want to tell you something. Doesn't matter your personality type. Doesn't matter your comfort level. God commands fellowship. God wants us to get along. He wants us to get to know each other. He said that we got to love him and each other. And if you're one of those people that are like, I love everybody, but I don't like them, you are deceived. You are deceived. Like predicates, pre precedes love. Yeah, you, you, if, if you love somebody that you don't like, your love is not proper, Okay? You, you, there's, 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 there's an issue there. There's a blockage there. There's a bind there. There's a hindrance there. You got to love people. And if you say, well, I love them, but I don't like them, I, I'm, I'm going to help you. Pray for them. Your bitterness will let go. Pray for them and grow in your own relationship. But listen to what God said in Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. God didn't create anybody to be a rock and an island. Who sang that song? Simon and Garfunkel? Really? I thought that was the Beatles. I'm going to trust you. 
Y'all don't know about Uncle Ken. Deacon Ken uh, was in bands his whole life. Deacon Ken used to travel. He ain't always been a sweet old man playing a guitar in the church loving on Jesus. He was a rock star bouncing from, from, from joint to joint, slashing, slaying the guitar uh, in front of drunks. Am I, am I telling some truth? Uncle Ken's wife is like, yeah, and I was a groupie and a roadie, and we were wild out there, drunk and chasing rock and roll. So I'm going to trust that he knows who sang that, because he lived bar to bar making a living slaying that guitar. Uh, but Simon and Garfunkel, they, they, they sang, I am a rock. I am an island. Why they did that, I don't know. But... I guess, it's, I guess it's like these white girls that, that really think they're, that their nasal talking, dragging out words is, is acceptable. It's disgusting. Stop saying, she's so cute. There's not four syllables. There's four letters in that word. Stop making, cute. Oh, she's so pretty. She's so what? And if I have, I, I'm just going to have to start. I already told my kids, I'm just going to have to call them out. The next waitress person in a, in a restaurant, bank teller, who tells me, thank you. Thank who? Yow is not a word. How'd I get on that? Oh, how'd he said island? Thank you, Deacon. Somebody's listening. But they sang that song, I'm a rock, I'm an island. And, and what they were saying is, I'm all by myself and I'm good with that. You might have deceived yourself through much bitterness, much pain, and much isolation to believe that you're okay with no other human interaction in your life. But I want to tell you something. God created human beings for fellowship. And if you don't like it, it doesn't change the fact that it's what God's plan for your life. In Ecclesiastes 4.9, he said two are better than one. So it's time for you to get off the bench and stop saying to yourself, uh, that I'm okay by me. Listen, and let the people of God get to know you. And get to know the people of God. That can't happen just coming in and going out. You're going to have to show up to man up. You're going to have to show up to lady Bible study. We got three events this month that, that you can do fellowship or you cannot. The choice is up to you. The second thing is ministry. Say ministry. Ministry is also servitude. And it's vital to the health of every Christian. You know there are some Christians, there's some people in the room, if I said, hey, I need some help, move some chairs over into B building after church, I know the same eight people that would go and help. Because they just love to be helpful, they love to serve, and there's some people like, move chairs, I ain't come to church and move chairs, I got on my good shoes. You know, you can serve God in good shoes or bad shoes. If you want to serve the Lord, you just got to decide, I'm just going to get involved. I'm just going to find a way to do something good for the Lord. Even, listen, if some of y'all, I wonder, do, do lazy people know they're lazy? <laughs> John the Baptist said, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, listen, may, maybe you're a hard charger, maybe you're a little bit less of a hard charger, maybe you're just flat out lazy to the bone. Doesn't matter where you're at on that lazy old meter, God commands us to serve him. We got to do ministry, and ministry is about action. Ministry is about work. It, it's, it's not, not, don't do it because you think that you want to do it, but do it because God said to do it. I honestly don't care whether or not my children enjoy taking the trash out on Sunday night. I don't think they're like, oh, praise God, brother. 
dad's going to allow us to go into his bathroom and empty out whatever he put in that trash can all week long. I'm excited. Well, hallelujah, brother. I get to go into the laundry room and, and gather up all that lint that, that missed the little lint basket off the floor because, you know, if it, uh, they try to dump it out of the... Uh, you don't see the lint on the floor? Well, it wasn't in the, I don't care if it was in the basket. It's going into trash. I don't think they... Oh, brother, it's raining outside. We get to go in the garage and get the big trash can out of the garage and carry it all the way out to the porch tonight while it's raining. We don't get to wait till tomorrow when it might be sunshine and do it before school because Dad just like that. I don't think they're just having a high five, fist bump, chest, chest, uh, fist pound, chest bump party over there. But they're going to do it. Why? Because the Father said so. And you got to get a because God said so mindset. Maybe you don't like fellowship. Maybe it's not your greatest joy to, to sit there and, and listen to somebody drone on and on and on and on. Because that's what Richard's thinking. Uh, oh, I got to listen to one more story about somebody? Uh, may, maybe that's not in your wheelhouse, but God commands it. Maybe it's not in your wheelhouse to want to help out on work day. Maybe it's not in your wheelhouse to want to volunteer for nursery, children's church, youth. I, listen, I tried to cajole people, Elder. I tried to tell them, listen, if you go help Elder Keon, you can go eat some of that Popeyes. And you don't have to sit here and listen to me. You're still up in there every week. You and I there's up in there every week. Uh, not getting no help with folk. Listen, there are things you can do to serve. But you got to have a heart to do what God said. If you want to call yourself a Christian, though, listen to what Jesus said. I have given you this example. I have came to serve you. Jesus served people while he was on this planet. He's still serving people. And if you want to call yourself a Christian, you got to get involved in ministry. It's time to get off the bench. Stop waiting to get involved. Well, I'm not sure which one I want. Pick one. Pick any one. Pick all of them. Do all of them until you find one you like. Or do all of them until you find one you can stand. Because ministry is not optional. Serving God's not, it's just like my my, my children, taking out the trash is not optional in my house. Putting the, put, putting the dishes in the sink, cleaning the dishes, putting loading the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher, putting the cups back where the cups go, putting the forks in the slot where the forks are, and the spoons in the slot where the spoon. that's not optional. That is required. Some of y'all wondering, what are they using forks for? Thought about that when I said it. Putting the spoons back in the spoon rack. Because, you know, we eat a little bit of cereal when there's nothing else to do. It's not optional, y'all. These are required by the Father. The third thing I said I want to talk to you about is evangelism. Say evangelism. Evangelism is being involved in helping other people come to Christ. Now, when those four people came up and got saved last week, some people looked like they were happy about it. Some people looked like they were encouraged about it. I love what Richard told me the other day. That's what it's all about. And I agree. That is what it's all about. Jesus said he came to seek and to save that which is lost. God is concerned with evangelism, the, 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 the means whereby we help bring people into a real relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And evangelism is vital to the health of every Christian. Some of y'all are spiritually weak because you never do anything to help somebody else get saved. 
Now, if you ain't saved yourself, you got to get saved, but then you got to participate in helping other people get saved. And it can be as easy as praying for people to get saved. It can be as easy as inviting somebody to come to church. It can be as easy as during the invitation, pray that somebody would respond. It can be as easy as when you go into a store, pray that the person that just rang you up knows Jesus for real. But we got to get involved in event. You can't be healthy without being evangelistic. And it does not, and it does, you don't have to do it because you want to do it. If you do it enough, you'll want to do it. But until you want to do it, you ought to do it because God said to do it. God has commanded us to tell the whole world that Jesus saves. In Luke 14, 23, the Bible says, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be full. Did you go out and compel anybody to come into church this week? We're commanded to. We're commanded to go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. Compel is, is stronger than invite. You might have to offer to, to, to buy lunch for them. You might have to offer to pick them up and drive them. But whatever you got to do, we need to start getting more involved in evangelism. Does anybody agree with that? Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the earth. He said, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. We got to go out and we got to bring people to Christ. The, the Bible says if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. Lost people are not going to tell each other, we ought to just fall in love with Jesus. That's not the typical conversation lost people are having. You know what we ought to do? We ought to repent of our sins and just start living holy for God. That don't typically cross the lost mind hanging out with another lost mind uh, doing dirt. There's other things that cross the mind at that point. Uh, but we who know Jesus need to go out and tell people about him. And listen to what the Bible says in Mark 6. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. You want to know where it's appropriate to tell somebody that Jesus loves them? Everywhere. You want to know who you should tell people that God can save them? Everyone. We need an everyone, everywhere mindset. Who are we going to witness to? Everyone. Where are we going to do it? Everywhere. Who are we going to witness to? Everyone. Where are we going to do it? Everywhere. Not because we want to. Maybe you want to, maybe you don't. I promise you this. You start seeing people get saved, you invite somebody to church, and they get saved for real, and it changes their life, and they fall in love with Jesus, you're going to be the happiest person on two feet. You're going to want to do that again. You're going to want to see that happen again. Uh, I want you, when you get to heaven, I want you to think about this today, this afternoon, this week. Is there anybody in heaven based on your evangelistic efforts? When, when, the, when it's all said and done, is there going to be anybody in heaven because you witnessed to them? Because you invited them to church? Because Listen, don't get to heaven by yourself. Take somebody with you. Take as many people with you. We've got the only answer, and the world needs to hear what we have to hear. It's time to get involved in evangelism. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I believe each one can reach one. No, none of us are going to go out and save the whole world, but you can reach somebody. You can invite somebody to come to church. You can find somebody to witness to. You can find somebody to, to, to share your love for God with, and it's time for us to get serious about evangelism. So we talk about fellowship, ministry, and evangelism. That's a lot to do all at one time. That's a lot to get involved with all at one time. But I'm going to give you some opportunities this month uh, to, to, to do that very thing. We can get involved in fellowship this month. Men, you can come to man up. 
Well, you know, it's the best I can do to get here on Sunday morning. Coming back on Sunday night, that's just hard for me. Hmm. Ain't you, ain't you something? Oh, poor special you. I wonder how easy it was for Jesus to carry your cross up the hill and die for you. Oh. I wonder if it was easy for Jesus to be beat all night long by people that he loved and created. I wonder if it was easy for Jesus to be abandoned by people at the cross, the very people that pledged their life to him. Life's not meant to be easy all the time. Some things involve a sacrifice. And I know it's a sacrifice to come back. Two weeks from now, we're going to come back on Sunday night. We're going to have man up. We're going to sit around the table with a bunch of men, and we're going to talk man stuff. It's a locker room experience. It's real raw and relevant, and, and you need to be there. The ladies, they're going to be a, less, a little bit less raw, and a little bit. They, hopefully they'll be real and relevant. I promise you they're going to be less raw. God designed them that way. Uh, but they're going to have ladies' Bible study. And ladies, you need to come out and get involved. Well, I just don't feel comfortable studying the Bible. I'm not asking you to feel comfortable about it. I'm not asking you if it's your greatest joy. I'm telling you, God commands us to do fellowship. And you've got an opportunity, male or female, to come out and do that uh, this month. you got an opportunity to do fellowship. you got an opportunity to do ministry every time you come to this church. You can get involved in our usher's ministry, our greeter's ministry. You can help take the offering. You can help park cars. You can come up to, to the church office and work at the church office. We got audiovisual needs. We got internet needs. We got children and youth needs. We got all different types of stuff. All you got to do is call the church office and let, uh, let the administrator know, I'm ready to get plugged in. Because if you come to me, it feels like you're politicking the preacher. If you come to me and say, anything I can do, Pastor Scott, I'm going to tell you, what, what am I going to tell them, church? Go see Dina. Call Dina at the church office. Uh, she, she, she can get you plugged in. We got to get involved in ministry, and we got to get involved in evangelism. We're going to have a great time the last Sunday night of this month. We're going to have cards night. We're going we're gonna to have fellowships going to be there. Listen, ministry's going to be there because after everybody starts bailing out early and there's only a handful of us left, Guess what the handful of the people left have to do? Clean that joint. We ain't about to leave cake on the floor because your five-year-old just dumped it there and didn't tell nobody to clean it up. It's got to be clean. Chairs and tables got to be put back up. The place got to get ready for, for the next event. It's going to be a ministry opportunity there. Come and do ministry. Be the one that says, you know what, when everybody leaves, I'll stand behind and I'll, and I'll take their trash out. Somebody's got to walk the trash to the dumpster. I'm going to tell you something. Now, he's, he's happy to do it. He even got a little, little, little wheelbarrow uh, to do it with. But how, what, raise your hand. What, raise your hand, everybody. Deacon uh, uh, Ken, just raise your hand wave at everybody. How old are you now? 206? 75. Do you know more than anybody else who I've seen carry trash to our dumpster in the history of this church? Any man in this room over 75? If you're over 70, if you're a man in this room over 75, wave at me. You know, you women, y'all ain't gonna tell it. Oldest man in the room, the one carrying big old giant 
bags of trash out to the dumpster, raising a dumpster lid, putting it in a dumpster. Anybody believe that it might be okay if somebody else carried the trash to the dumpster after the fellowship night? This, uh, anybody believe that? That somebody else could do it? Yeah, see, we believe that, hear me, that somebody else could do it. Anybody, anybody willing to say, you know what? I'm going to try to show up and I'm going to try to do it. One person. You were going to do it anyway, though, without this message. You do it every month anyway without this message. I want to give an opportunity for other people. We're going to have opportunity for fellowship at, at, at men's Bible study, women's Bible study. We're going to have an opportunity. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity for ministry at uh, cards night. We're going to have an opportunity for ministry at men's fellowship and at women's fellowship because them women, they bring food, and that's got to be cleaned up. Sometimes they slide it over on the men. And then we got to divide it up and eat it. So that's, that's work too. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have work. We're going to have evangelism. Every time we meet, you can bring somebody. You can invite somebody to come to church. You can invite somebody to come to men's Bible study, to women's Bible study. You can invite some. Listen, if people just hate church and don't want to hear the preaching, have them come out last Sunday night of the month. Why, why wouldn't they want to sit around and, and, and try to see if they can beat me in a game of spades? Newsflash. We ever been beat? Never been. We ever been beat in any athletic? We ever been beat in two-on-two basketball? We ever been beat in a card game? Don't mess around and have me and Deacon West pair up. That's, 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 that's a combo right there. And, and, and me and Deacon West been doing this. I don't know that, I don't think there's three people in the room been here longer than Deacon West been here. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Come out. Watch the look on people's faces when sitting around Victor playing Jenga. Watch the look on their face when that Jenga thing falls down. This is hilarious. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to do ministry. I want you to realize there's a wide open door for you to do something here. And I want you to get involved in it. We wouldn't put on this earth to live for ourselves. Too many people living for themselves. We've been put here by God to do God's work. So listen, it's time to get off the bench. It's time to get in the game of life. It's time to get involved in serving God and being who God wants you to be. I'm, I, we got all the, the, the that's not, this, I dare, this doesn't really qualify for PPE, does it? Just a mask, that's not, is that PPE? That's, that's not, it's a little bit, we got our PPE stuff out today to do altar ministry. We got our masks and our hand sanitizer out to do altar ministry uh, like we did last week. Uh, I'm not going to have an invitation where I ask you to come forward today. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're here and you're not saved, God said if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. All you have to do is call on his name and he'll save you. If you're not sure that you're a Christian, ask God to save you. Mean it with all your heart. It won't work unless you do it with all your heart because he said you'll only find me when you search for me with all your heart. So if you're here and you're not a Christian and you don't want to die and go to hell forever, all you need to do is say, tell God I want to be saved. If you need somebody to talk to, come find me or somebody else after church and let them know I want to be a Christian. And we'll make sure that happens. But if you're here and you are saved, I want you to make a decision today that says I'm going to get involved. I'm going to get involved. God put us here together to serve him in this local church. And we got to get more involved in fellowshipping with each other. You, you think, well, I don't need any new friends. I got all the friends I need. Listen, if you're that popular, we need you as our friend. 
That's how it works, y'all. That's how it works. If we, we need more people to get involved in ministry. We got needs around here. We're paying people to do stuff the church could do. We just got to get people who are willing to say, I'll pitch in wherever I can. We got we to gotta get more involved in evangelism. I want you to take serious this each one reach one. I want you to look for somebody this week to invite to something. If you don't think they'll come to a regular church service, invite them to come out last Sunday night of the month uh, for some free food and some, some, some free games. And let's, let's get busy about doing the work of the Father. Pray with me. God, thank you for instruction in your book. God, I believe that there is an opportunity, a big opportunity, a wide open door of opportunity to do a great work here. You're a great God, and I pray that you would inspire us, Lord, to do all the things that you've called us to do. Help us, God, to get more involved in fellowship, ministry, and evangelism. Help us to worship you like we should. Help us to get involved in learning your word. God, we want to do these things to please you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. God, I pray for every person in the room who's not truly saved, that you would give them a desire to be your child and to be born again. God, I pray that you would bless each person who's come here today. Fill us with joy. Encourage our hearts. God, strengthen our faith is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast. And visit us on the web at aocfnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to aocfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.